0: episode of Bitchless Bride and Beyond is brought to you by the Protege Collaborative. Founded by Tasha Bracken of Tasha Bracken's Events, yay! The Protege Collaborative is a resource for planners that want to learn, grow, and collaborate. It will be hosting its first workshop on Sunday, January 12th, 2020, at Catalyst Restaurant in Cambridge, Massachusetts. If you are thinking about starting your own wedding planning business or just a planner who wants to elevate your client experience, up level your back end systems, create or refine your design portfolio and learn how to set yourself apart online then this workshop is for you the protege collaborative brings together some of the best in the industry sarah koval david Dechico, molly morocco and robin ye you'll walk away with sample contracts budgets pricing structures and ideas for creating a client experience that fits your brand there will also be talented photographers taking headshots And you'll have an amazing opportunity to create tablescape designed for your portfolio. And of course, an amazing lunch provided by Catalyst. For more information, visit theprotegecollaborative.com. Hi everyone, it's Deborah. Ooh, it's Deborah today. It's Deborah Z. Francesco with Bitchless Bride and Beyond. I'm here with Nathan for the third episode in a row. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi. I love that you're here. Aww. I know. We miss Carrie though.
0: I Carrie, you are missed. You are missed. Like you are very missed. It's uh, it's weird actually not having the gun show here. Oh. Carrie and her guns. Anyway, today I asked one of my besties, Erica Coton, to join me in the studio to discuss the art of rediscovery discovering oneself after pushing babies out her vaginas. Mm. Um, I
1: I knew you were going to say that. I know. You didn't have it written here, (laughs) but I knew that is where you were going to (laughs) go. How did I know that?
0: I, I couldn't help it. I didn't write the word. I actually wrote in my notes, nether regions. Yes. But I, I,
1: I knew vagina was coming. Vagina
0: had to come. We haven't, um, t- we haven't said vagina. I and mean, that is where they came out of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It happened. And they were pushed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, lots, they were Lots of pushing. Lots
0: of pushing. Um, and while all of our stories are different, one sediment remains the same based on all of the working moms out there juggling their hats. Because we do juggle a lot of hats. How the fuck can we manage a career, marriage, and children, especially if the children have taken temporary ish prior what priority um all this can leave even the most put together woman feeling lost because she what has always worked in the past isn't working now and cannot work in the present so how do you find your balance and how do you go back to what you used to know but is not familiar anymore and i think that's a I know I'm getting really deep and Nathan's like, oh, you can't really, you you really can't. You can't go back to the way that things were. But that doesn't mean you have to throw in the towel. It just means that you have to navigate new territory. And maybe that means getting in touch with your entrepreneurial spirit. Or maybe that means getting a different job within the same company, one that is a little more family flexible. It's really just figuring out part of like what's what's going to make this so hard sometimes. So I brought Erica here. Because prior to having kids, she owned her own cafe, worked in the restaurant industry, an industry notoriously known for shitty hours and shitty pay, uh, and had to completely shift everything that she knew to accommodate her new role as a mother. So let's open it up to some real conversation about rediscovering yourself after children. Turn it up, Brighties and Beyonders. Erica, thanks for being here, girl. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Also, I like that
2: you put me in the category of put-together women. Yeah, so yeah. That, I don't know. That's really setting the bar pretty high.
0: No, but <laughs> Not... I love it. But, it's, but you are a put-together woman, mm-hmm. and you've done a thousand different things. And just so you That's know, accurate. Erica was my friend who the first season, who listened to my podcast and gave me the feedback that says, I know when you say... Right, like when we talk it sounds funny but then when you say it on the podcast you sound like a dum-dum so you got to quit saying that so I just want to say this is my friend who keeps thank me in you. check it's Th- somebody Nathan. had to say oh my god see I say shut up Nathan it just like flows out no but I appreciate that so so thank you for the real advice um, but truly in the real advice that you're about to give so I think a lot of women struggle with this things aren't the way that they thought it was going to be sure. you know and whether you're having kids before you get married shortly after or I mean, tell us your story, girl. Bring it.
2: Well, I think it's interesting. I was thinking about this a lot this morning, and then last night, Mike and I were talking about it. Her husband. And Yes, my husband. And um, I was thinking that when you're young, you have all these ideas, right, Right? of what it's going to be like when you grow up. (laughs) And those things are not usually real, right? So when I was a kid, I was getting married when I was 23. I was having my first baby when I was 27. I had a career... In my weird world, I was a runner, which is not a thing. (laughs) Um, And... I had this whole, I had this beautiful house and I had this gorgeous husband and some of those things thankfully have come true. I feel feel like it was. I lived in the mansion with the gorgeous husband and the Ferrari and (laughs) I made a million dollars and I was, who knows, I didn't know what I was going to be. But I did know that I was going to be like really successful in whatever career I chose and I was going to, oh, my children were always very well behaved, my house (laughs) was clean. Like, no. No. That's not real, right? None of the things. First of all, when I was 23, I was not marrying any of the multitude of guys that I was dating. <laughs> I owned a cafe like five minutes from here. Really? Oh, yeah. This is... So I was back in my old stomping ground.
0: <gasps> and How do you no own way... a cafe at 23?
2: I don't think I ever asked you that question. How did I do yeah, it? Because like, I... you're 23. You're not that smart. So I'm just like, <laughs> well, I'll do it. So, no, I grew up in the restaurant business. My yeah. parents owned three restaurants when I was born. I mean, literally... I was born, and my mother stuck me in a corner of a restaurant. It was like, you'll be good there. Wow. And that's where I grew up. So for me, I had always worked in the restaurant business. I knew the restaurant business. I had my first real job out of college, and within a year, was just like itching to get out and do something. And I always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. My parents always owned businesses. Sure. So it was really in my blood. And um, my dad came to me one day, and he's like, I think I found the cafe for you to buy. And I did. And I, Wow was 23 and i had a business partner who was actually an old counselor at camp um and and we went into this together and bought this cafe and um and then for two years she and i owned it together and then she actually got pregnant and was like i can't do this anymore this is not the business you can be in nope when you have babies and i bought her out and then i owned it for two more years by myself wow and after Mike and I got married, I was like, "I need a day off." Yes, because I been- <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to- you don't get that <laughs> no. at all. No, I mean not even a little bit. And so I sold it, and uh, then it was like, "Well, what do I want to do?" And I stayed in the restaurant business for a few years after that. After I had babies, it was the decision of this is not a sustainable life with kids yeah. and working really late at night and then being up early in the morning with with your baby, my baby. And yeah. it was it was. It's taken me a lot of years to sort of figure, out. And, I, and I'm still—I have no idea what I want to do when I grow up, right? And I'm—and <laughs> that's okay. Over
0: 29 now. Who so. does? <laughs> yeah. Who Nobody, does? you know. But 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 I want to—I kind of want to bring that point home because that's okay. Oh yeah. You know, I I especially having having children, and you've made a sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of in preparation for this this podcast, Eric and I were talking about how, like, and you brought this up. Who's more stable in their career right now? Right. He's right. more established, I think, was the word. Well, yeah, exactly.
2: And when Mike and I first met, I owned my cafe, and he's a teacher. He was teaching out in Western Mass. And for me, I couldn't go anywhere. So no. he was the one who moved here. When we then decided to have kids, it became, well, I was really transient in my career, and he was settled. And so it was a very easy decision yep. for me to say, all right, I'm going to be home. And I still want to work. I knew that I was not a stay-at-home mother. That was not what I wanted. And, I mean, I think people who can do it are amazing. It was I not agree. something that I could do. Me either. Um, and so, but it was easy enough for me to sort of make those sacrifices and say, I don't want to have a job where I have to commute to Boston every day because I'd be starting that after I had a baby. Yes. It wasn't like I had this established career. I've been doing it for a million years and it's just what I do. I wasn't in that situation. So, for me, I could say... I want to be home with this baby. I also want to be working. What can I be doing? And then it's sort of been a constant evolution of, I still want to be around for my kids, and I still want to work, and what's the right thing to do? And where's my identity in this? Yeah, and you know, it's funny. When I, before I had, so Jake, my older one, who's friends with Molly, which is how we... So for those met.
1: those of us that don't know, how many kids do you have? I have two what boys. What are their ages?
2: Jake is nine, and Ryan is four. So oh, it's a wow, lot yeah. of boy in my house. My kid is
0: lot. A lot of balls. A lot. In the air. Oh, it's, yes. All, all <laughs> over. All over. the Lots of balls. It's a full contact
2: sport in my house. <laughs> all day, every day, this is how it works with boys, right? Mm-hmm. 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 So it's, it's, I spend my day just chasing people. <laughs> chasing <laughs> balls. <laughs> what you're a
0: lot yeah um well I have no idea what I was talking
2: about oh the ball thing
0: happened no you were saying how when you had your first baby which was Jake so nine years ago yeah so
2: nine years ago it sort of was okay I'm gonna figure something out so that I can be around and participate and be there and Mike is a teacher and he had to be at school certain hours and it wasn't like well I don't have a meeting today I can work from home it was those kids still show up and he better teach them so (laughs) there it was right and he was established and that was it and so I've I've decided that it was my turn it was my turn to be home and and figure out at some point what I want to do when I grow up and it's been an evolution but it's been interesting too because even though it wasn't what I thought it was going to be when I was 14.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it never really is. Wait, that MASH game isn't real? Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh, well, this is what I was going
2: to say. Before I had Jake, I remember a friend saying to me, and I was working at the time in a restaurant, and I was waiting tables, and I was hostessing, and I was doing catering and stuff like that, and I said to her, I'm an educated woman, and I feel like I should have a career, and this is, is this a career? And she said to me, it's only because you don't have kids yet. And when you have kids, nobody cares what you do. You're a mom. Yeah, and I remember being like, "Wow, how interesting!" And as soon as I had babies, people were like, "Oh, you're a mom. Do you work?" And the answer could have been no, right? Like, yeah, I work because I'm a mom, and that is a full time job. Oh yeah. So it's a question (laughs) of like, do you also have another full time? What
0: other What other hats are you wearing? Because there there are several, and and it's funny because Nathan and I sometimes like he'll joke around like I did commute in, and I've done a whole lot of like how I met Nathan is I did some contract work for a high end hotel. And, but this time it was on my terms. I already had the baby. I've worked at this hotel before and they were down a planner and needed some help. And I basically said, that's great. I will commute in, but I will be there at 830. I will leave at five. I will, you got to trust me to be an adult. I know when I need to be here for my events and da, da, da. And it was only a a short four month gig. But I mean, it, it definitely had a huge impact on my family. But Nathan would be like, oh, I got work, Deb. And then he'd call me later and he'd hear like Dylan, at the time, he must have been like two, like screaming his head off or something. I'm like, dude, I shouldn't have answered. I'm so sorry. He's like, all right, bye, mom. Like, and he like <laughs> you'd hang up the phone. You're like, which Deb am I gonna get? And that's okay. But we were we juggle, and it, it it's it's not always easy. And some of us aren't great jugglers. I'm not. I mean, every time I think I I get it, I literally a ball drops. Like something happens. You well, know? and you
2: think about like the hours, yeah, the hours that I. You know, worked when I owned the cafe. I could never do that. No. I would be there at five o'clock in the morning. Somebody would call out six, so I'd end up staying. I'd be there until 11 o'clock at night. And then I was 23. I didn't care, right? I had no stamina. Hi. Well, and all my employees were my age. Then we go to a bar after. Of course. I'd be out till one o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning depends on whatever. Three o'clock in the morning depends on the know. boy in the night. <laughs> but yes, and then go back in the next day, rinse and repeat, and it was fine. And now I, I just can't do that. That's yeah. not sustainable, and it's not realistic.
0: Well, and and it's funny. We were uh, we were out. Eric and I were out with some friends last night, and one of the women is from Denmark, and she was saying, mm-hmm. she's like, well, because the maternity uh, leave is so much better, pretty much everywhere, everywhere. but everywhere the here. U.S. So here, yeah. mm-hmm. They got a full year off. Right. Both of them. Yeah. And so she said we never had the conversation. It was never, actually, it was never a conversation as to who was going to stay home because you both did for that first year. And then she said the other thing, and I think a, a, the reason why a lot of couples decide that somebody has to stay home is because daycare is really expensive. The cost of preschool. Well, and it's funny because
2: now I work for a nonprofit in the preschool yes. world. and you know. And- The average cost of preschool is $15,000 a year, right? So that, that's why- After taxes, after you get paid, that is what you're dishing A hundred percent. And that's why there has to be nonprofits in this space who are saying, wait a minute, there's all these people who can't afford- Who can't do that. Preschool, so now you're making a decision of working or being home because you can't afford to do both. And- You have to think about. All right, are you willing to put your your career on hold? Yep. Do you make enough money? What's the choices? And it is. It's constant, right? It is those choices of, do I stay home and be with my child, and it's amazing, and for you know that's great, or do I go
0: back to work? And what's and and how and pay all this
2: money? And you want to make sure that they're in a quality program (laughs) and that they're
0: learning and that yeah. But and how. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, It's not cut and dry, and it's not always the women. I want to be fair here, and because when Nathan and I were talking about this podcast earlier, he was like, wait, you know, that sucks. It's always the women, and, and a lot of the time it is. But I, I, I think it actually, and after talking to Erica and, like, you know, just friends who have – the husbands are staying home. It's like, who's more established in their career? Yeah. And who can, who can quote, unquote, take the hit? And right. it's unfortunate because it is a hit. Like, for me, I, I also think I had some blinders on. I was mm-hmm. – I – Left a high-end hotel. I was like, I'm going to open up my own business. I'm going to be an independent planner. And I underestimated a lot of things. And one of them was how my life was going to be different. I was used to working a million hours and going to the bar after. And right. Yeah, just having fun, truly. I mean, Nathan was looking at me like, we did it. You know, I, well, I, our fun
2: I, is just very different now.
0: Well, the, <laughs> right? the fun is very different. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more
2: fart jokes. Yeah, oh, total now. fart it's jokes.
0: So everything's amazing. everything's funny. Poop is funny. There's a whole bunch of different fun. Yeah. But, the, but it was really... I mean, my, my world was completely rocked and not necessarily in a good way. And, and I say that and it kind of hurts a little because, you know, if you've listened to our previous episodes, like I went through IVF to have my kids. My kids were very intentional and very wanted and, Then I had this little baby and I remember looking at Molly when she was only like six weeks old being like, oh my God, I feel so trapped. I can't go anywhere without bringing this little person and a whole fuckload of stuff with me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, God forbid they, like, I'm not in a place that (laughs) sells diapers anywhere in America. You know, like what you're always thinking worst case scenario. And I also underestimated when I opened up, I had a business called Swanky Panky and I underestimated I had to shut it down ultimately because I didn't do it well you know yeah. I had the clients and I had happy clients but like I had a really hard time leaving the baby mm-hmm. I also had a really hard time I was work. I was working in an environment where I had the camaraderie where I was used to running ideas off of people yeah and I found myself isolated with a baby in the house. I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is fucking torture. And it was. And it, and then so so I needed to rediscover and that, that, hence the birth, no pun, of Bitchless Bride. I just started writing it. And for me, that was a happy accident that morphed into something that I never could have anticipated. And I am so grateful for because it's given me direction. But it hasn't always been easy. And just, I had to kind of rediscover who I was after I had this little girl who was like the love of my life, but just had my whole... Well, 100% depended on you. 100% depended on me yeah. and then, like, walls
2: came crashing down. It's funny, too, because when Mike and I were talking about this last night, one of the things he said was how much, despite my best efforts to let him continue in his career without changing things, his whole world got turned upside down when he had a baby, right? So it wasn't as if, like, I said, okay, well, I'm gonna now be home and it's all good and you keep going and even if I was home all the time, the reality is, his priorities shifted. Of course. Right? Because that's what happens when you have a baby. Your priorities shift, and they change. And all the things, and I talk to friends all the time who say, well, I'm going to go on maternity leave, and I'm going to be gone for 12 weeks, and then I'm going to go back to work, and it will be fine, and nothing will change. And I look (laughs) at them, and I laugh, right? Because you're like, oh, good luck. (laughs) Yes. Good luck. Tell me how that works out. Yeah, exactly. You're (laughs) like, oh, no, no, but we'll still do this, and we'll still do that. And I'm like, no. No. No, you won't. And I tried my hardest. I mean, the day that I came home from the hospital with Jake, I was out for a walk, and I went out every single day, and I did all that, and I tried to We still would go out for dinner, and we'd still do But it doesn't matter, right? Because now there's this baby, and when he cries and he needs you, I can't be like, right, but I scheduled you in 20 minutes, <laughs> right? Like, I had this whole thought. I was like, oh, they sleep 12 hours? Great. 8 a- eight p.m. to 8 a.m. would be great for that. <laughs> well, no, no. He didn't think those were the hours he wanted. No, liked, right? no that it's wasn't... like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah, to and 3. And 3 a.m. was like a great wake-up time. Yeah, and that's, I'm going to wake up four it's times. It's one of those, like, you plan God laughs. Like, you plan babies laugh because yes. they don't give a shit what no. you think. No. And what you plan and how you think your life is going to go. No. And then you just figure it out and you have to be able to say, it is what it is. And now let's readjust and replan and lower your expectations. Oh, that's and huge. And lower the bar. And that was something that for me was so hard. Yes. It was so hard to know that the 52,000 things I used to be able to do in a day. You might not do one of them. Oh, no. Mike would come home and he's like, so what do you do today? I was like, I showered right yes like i am dressed i am not smelly (laughs) and the baby was fed a lot of times a lot of times he
0: survived and we're all still alive to
2: tell the story and that was it right and it was that bar that you just have to we just kept having to get rid of the bar and i was was like well that's that and then i'd have like two hours by myself and i was like i got 72 million things done yeah because or I took I a nap. No t- <laughs> yesterday, I totally came home and had an hour and was like, I have so much to do. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit and watch Trashy TV yeah. for an hour. Because I just was like, I needed that. You need to and space out. And that's okay. Yep. But yeah, it's it's about changing our expectations and realizing that's that- That's a really good point. What you do is okay. And you know what? There's I have a ton of friends who, and it was like last night when we went out, women who were really entrenched in their careers. Yep. and. They're like, well, I leave at this time in the morning, and this is what time I pick up my kids, and this is how it is. And but even for them, it's not like their world doesn't change.
0: No, no, right.
2: And so that expectation of you will keep on keeping on, no matter what, it's not.
0: Well, and there's guilt there for them too. And yeah. I, you know, I know, I know people who where the women are the breadwinner, and maybe they travel a lot, or maybe they do certain things, and I, they miss things, and it's. I think as women, you beat yourself up more than. And I hate to say this, but like if the roles were re- reversed, yeah, you know, and it was like, okay, like my husband Chris travels for work. I don't think he feels guilty. I know he misses my kids, but I don't sure. think he feels guilty. I'm looking at. Oh, no,
1: Chris is like, ah, break,
0: <laughs> right? He's like, I would stay home, but bye. <laughs> yeah,
1: he also knows they're in great hands while they're Thank gone, you. and yes, yes, but
0: no, oh, yes, that's, no, that's me. No, okay. I'm capable. I swear. <laughs> I yoga swear. pants off nathan oh my god yeah, look at her pretty necklace thank you say? we are i was saying last episode rocks box. i mean maybe i should reach out and be like hey i've mentioned you four times on my podcast sponsor me sponsor, um sponsor. but it is it, there's guilt there there's guilt there like even when i had swanky panky i was gone it wasn't just like for a wedding i was gone all weekend and molly would be yeah. like sobbing don't go mommy because she was so used to me being there so when i wasn't you know, I'd worked a million hours for this one particular wedding, and I literally like just m- m- like camped into the hotel for two days. And again, it was like a mix of like, okay, I'm really working, but oh my god, I'm gonna sleep diagonal. Yeah, no uh, one, <laughs> no, no one, right? And it's like that whole <laughs> <Yeah>. airplane, <laughs> and like I'm gonna order some fucking room service. But the reality is, when I do things like that, I don't feel guilty at all. You're good, but you're one in a million. I gotta say, I know. you're no, and I'm, and and not. I'm saying this in a positive note. I wish I didn't feel guilty because I, I tend to. Like, I'm talking about going away for a weekend for something that I want to – some event that I want to attend. And in my head already, I was like, oh, my God, but I'm going to be away from my babies. And But why, right? Yes. Because then when you're here, you're here for them. True. And they know And that. when you
2: go out with your friends or you do yep. all those things – so I got scolded by Jake the other day. Her nine-year-old. Yeah, he came in to the bathroom at 6.30 in the morning, which is exactly when you want to be scolded. And he told me that – I am too social, and I need to admit to him that I'm too social, and that I need to really focus on him more. <laughs> and meanwhile, he is like the most social child ever. All he wants to do is be at school, go to his after school program to play with his friends, and then come home and play with his friends, right, all day every <laughs> True day. And story. He was mad because I was going out two nights and two nights in one week with my friends, and I said, "Well, here's what you need to remember: is when I'm at work all day, I'm working." I'm not hanging out with my friends. They don't give me recess. They don't let me go <laughs> run around on the playground with my friends. I would love that. So because I don't get that, I want to go out some evenings Yes. with my friends. Or I want to go out some evenings with Daddy. Like Those are things that are actually really important to me. And I am going to leave the house at 6 o'clock in the morning and go for a run. Or I'm going to get on the bike at 6 a.m. And for a half hour yep. – that's you're me not, time. It's not my problem. Yeah. Right? Go ask daddy. It, it, yeah. So they come in <laughs> and, and, shut and up, I Shut up, your nine. Yeah. Yes. Also. <laughs> where's, that's my, where's my coffee? <laughs> <Because laughs> my fucker. Uh, do something useful. But you know, I think it's important to feel like you still need to take care of yourself. When you're still a person, you still need to take care of your relationship. Yes. And at the end of the day, and I was listening to your podcast this morning um, Thank you. with Lindsay, and we, you know you're we talking about how important it is to like your spouse and to be there, and and we, Mike and I talk about it a lot. Like our kids are not going to be in the house forever, and at the end of the day, we better really like each oh, other. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, my and God. so you still have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And when for two years I didn't work out, it didn't go well. No. Right? No, and I understand. wasn't doing the things that were fulfilling to me. It it doesn't make you a better parent, right? No. If, if anything it makes you a worse parent cuz you're then not able to give all that to your kids. And I know this is not the topic we came here to. Oh, say. I don't care.
0: No, but it's <laughs> but it's interesting. It, truly, but it's interesting. And I keep grabbing like the wire of my mic. I'm like, "Oh, that's maybe what happens on the noise in the background." I just had this little epiphany light bulbs popping everywhere. I today. saw the I saw the bulb. Oh my god, yeah. right? Um see so I didn't say it like that though. I said right. Like I didn't say. I appreciate right. that. That's because I'm here well, you're like a little too far for me to kick you under the table. Oh my table. god, I know maybe next time I bring things to the Just room. Tell me. Oh, okay. you're in it? Yeah, you're in yeah, it no, no, just, Okay, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, Wait, yeah. I will punch you. Oh, <laughs> no, but I, I really think part of motherhood is the whole rediscovering yourself on, yeah. a, on a constant basis. And and kind of like what you were saying, you know, he yes, Jake is nine, but it's also important for Jake and for Molly and for all the other nine-year-olds, and who, however old, to understand that outside of being their mother, you're still a, a human, right? And you're still a person who needs, like, I need my friends. Like, I look at Nathan and I look at you, Erica, and it's like, I needed last night. I actually haven't had a night out with my friends in a little while because – because I, you know, had surgery, or whatever. But like, not even just that. I've also been really wrapped up. I have a lot of projects going on right now, and all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh my god! I don't think I realized how badly I needed this until I got it." And it's oh, yeah. important. It's kind of like what you're saying. <laughs> hey, I needed it until I got it. No more babies. No more babies. <laughs> well,
2: you know, I mean, it's funny because. There are times where Mike and I will be, like, kissing or something in the kitchen. And Jake's like, ew. <laughs> and I look at him, I go, you know what? You'd rather this. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, you want us to still want to like, make out with each other. Like, hug and not, like, in the kitchen, but, you know, whatever. But, like, you, that's better. In the it kitchen means your kind It is, a little bit. A little cold. But it means your parents still like each
0: other. Yes. And that's that, great news. Well, and it's so funny because I actually did that. I hugged and kissed Chris goodbye and, like, I Oh, you're going to hug and kiss Mike. So, oh no, yeah. I can. I mean, I love your <laughs> husband. I think he loves me too. Uh, but no, but it's it is very important. I get the same like, oh, that's so gross. And it, I I think about that. I don't remember my parents doing any of that. They're divorced. Well, I was going to say they are also not married. But to each other. but that's mm-hmm. the thing. And and like even yesterday, like Chris and I have been so busy, and he was traveling for work, and I've got a thousand projects, and just like we have our hands. Everywhere else except on each other, truly, and it's See, just that's the problem. Well, and we, but we talked about it, and then we we're like, okay, so let's go out to lunch. And then right, we, just, we hadn't even connected at some point. Like, okay. What do you have going on? What do I have going on? And it was really nice to like kind of download and just hang out. And ultimately, we ended up just ordering sweet green and sitting at our counter and being like, Hi, I like you. Like, yes. oh, I still like you. Hey, yeah. what's going on outside of the world of our, our children and our little people? Like, tell me. Well, because
2: it's important because the reality is they take over your world. They do. in, in they a good do. way
0: right Nathan what you were giving me a look
2: no no I was like agreeing.
0: right he's yeah. like I am never having children <laughs> <laughs> no it just
2: it just changes your priorities I said well, something really smart yeah. yesterday did you write it down
0: I said. Um, you said I'm
2: going to write it down. I said I'm going to say that tomorrow, but then I forgot. I what think it was.
0: I might have said your line. Then part of motherhood is constantly reinventing yourself. Oh
2: God, that was so smart. I'm I glad think I was, said that, that was <laughs> <line>. that, <laughs> that was your line. That was mine. sorry, I stole yeah. it. I well, stole it, Erica.
0: Okay, I want to quote a, a Erica Coton. Yes, thank you. Okay, but I it appreciate is that I said that yesterday. But it is reinventing yourself, and 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 I, I think you brought up a really good point. Like we joked around just now, Nathan. Oh, we're selling children right now. Like we you know you and Beau should have children, but no, I would never say that because here's the thing. Like, nobody could have told me what to expect with Molly. And even if they were trying to tell me, I probably wouldn't have listened. Because like you, I played MASH. And yeah. I well, and I think you both have said that in your yes. conversations yes. That you
1: didn't know it until it happened. Until it happened. Right. And you're you the best
0: it. parent until you
2: actually have children. Right? right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you're always perfect until it happens. And you're oh like, my God. oh, my kid's never going to do that. And my kid's going to do this. Oh, my, my kid's, kid's a dick sometimes. And
1: or and I'm, I'm going to be able to leave my kid and go to work and, and do the until, same thing. Yeah, and exactly. then as soon as you're there.
2: Right. And nobody it's will be hard. screaming in the morning trying to get out of the house. And you always know where the sneakers are. And, right. But that's not reality. And you're not walking out of the house. Every night. I'm like, brush, every morning, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Will what? You this is not different. Why you take your pants off? Why are you not wearing pants you were in pants <laughs> two seconds ago? How is this happening? And right? where
0: the fuck are your <laughs> pants? Where do you even and put them? And where are you? Why are you
2: under the kitchen table?
0: What is going on? Yes. And you're like these, I always, sometimes I have these moments where I'm like, wow, it didn't think that would be a phrase that would ever come out oh, of my mouth so like so many, many times, times. Like, like that show it's like i know it's not anymore but like shit my dad said i think every mother has like shit my kids said or shit i said to my kids <laughs> like oh yeah the, i mean the constant lying i lie so much to my kids so
1: <laughs> since we are bride and beyond and we, we yeah. don't want to scare everyone away from having kids and thinking <laughs> life is horrible kids after are awesome. Exactly. Yeah, yes. um, I love like it. So, sure, they're so fun. <laughs> so positive takeaways, things you've learned, things you would do differently.
0: That's the irony. Nothing. Okay. Like, I, I I think that Deb I would.
2: a perfect mother.
0: No, uh. not saying about my mothering, because I, I'm, not. I'm not. Or ca- I'm career. Deaf... Is there, is there something you it's would. It's the career thing that I think that I would have been more open to the people that maybe were trying to say how much my life was going to change that I blocked out because I had my own vision of what it was going to be like and while they can't tell me exactly exactly how it was going to be it did rock my world like so, like someone's like oh you're never going to be able to go back and work like 70 hours I'm like, ah, I'll am like, i be fine like and it, it just wasn't realistic and and I wish I was warned about like postpartum and that there was a place for me to talk about how I was feeling me like I said I think I was like I, it was more like feelings of inadequacy like you're not going to know how to do this i was really good at my job you know and and i was not really good at being a mother at the beginning because i didn't know what i was doing it's like accepting a job that you, you have no, absolutely no qualifications yes, for but yes. you decide
2: that you could do it that's what i do all the time in my life google
1: in, google
2: in jobs too but no i think that i also i actually i would not do anything different right my kids are awesome i love them you they're fabulous they're so much fun and you know what? Oftentimes shit hits the fan. But that's life, right? Yes. And it's about taking it in stride, letting it roll off your back, and just realizing that, like, you are where you're supposed to be.
0: Yes. And that's a good point. Trust the timing of your life. We Carrie and I have actually talked a lot about that, too. And it's, it is. Trust the timing. And then I think just be more open to the people. It might sound like a judgment at first, and I think that's why I kind of maybe raged against the machine. Like... This feels like you're judging me. But it's like, no, I'm, I'm really just trying to educate you. It, it, I think that's what it comes down to. And no matter what industry, hotel, or otherwise, I don't think it's going to be what you think it is when you go back to work, if that's what you choose to do. Right. And but that's okay. And, and that's the thing. Right? But, you but,
2: redefine it, and you figure out what's right, and you figure out what works, and it's a process. Yes. It just is. But I, it's amazing, and it's wonderful, and it's special. And it's scary. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I... Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah,
0: well, you're a good mom. Aww.
2: And that's why I, I like, <laughs> oh. we
0: met through our kids four years ago. Yeah. So it, it and here was, we are. And here we are. And now it's like, from looking. I can't even imagine my life without Erica in it, which is funny because I'm like, wow, I mean, I'm 42. You've only been a piece of my life for such a short period of time, but how can I? But... And I've 20, stayed twenty nine the entire oh, time. Oh, it's amazing! You're it's not. incredible, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm older. <laughs> All right, everybody. Erica, seriously, thank you for being here and sharing for our awesome me. story. This was so fun. You are a great mom, and you've had to redefine yourself. So, I think the takeaway, like you said, brides and beyonders. Just listen to the people trying to help you. I mean, maybe there's going to be some assholes who are trying to judge you, but really, I think they're trying to warn you. (laughs) And I mean that in a very healthy way, right? Like, so, uh, anyway, thank you for listening. You can find me at hello at Bitchless Bride. Bitchless Bride on all the handles. If you have a topic that, is a burning desire to talk about I would love to talk about it Nathan burning desire burning desire oh maybe that <laughs> you know what a burning desire we'll be the next one but anyway thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe and review Nathan
1: oh that was fun
0: that was so fun a trifecta Yes, yes that was amazing I love you thank love you. you like seriously anyway that's all we got people I hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next week bye